in my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict and I need it in my veins I'm an addict, otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Not the names, Trade Addicts Pie Let's go I'm Rocky Petrella, and I have a trading problem I'm Scott Sidlow, and I also have a trading problem. I'm Justin Taylor, and I also, also have a trading problem. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to session 305 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. Scott, don't leave me hanging. There we go. Okay. Uh, (laughs) As you heard, excuse me, Jesus. Uh, as you heard, uh, Russ, after making a brief appearance last week, is, is back in hiatusville again. So I got my buddy Scott Sidlow here, and we got a great guest tonight, Justin Taylor. Justin, why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you, what you do, and where they can find what you do? Uh, Justin Taylor, you can find me on the X at JT Orange. I do a little bit of everything when it comes to fantasy football. I play in every type of league, every type of format, do all that. Uh, if you're into IDP, that kind of stuff, I do rankings on DLF website. I also do all kinds of dynasty articles on DLF as well. I have my own podcast called The Stew with JT Brew. Check out the hat. Uh, that is on Dynasty Pros Football Channel. You can always check that out. I do a lot of gambling uh, on there. I also have hockey. If you're into hockey, we do a hockey podcast during hockey season. So just a little bit of everything. Okay. As Frank says, you, you know, it's, it's not X, Justin. It's still Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I just started calling it X, and I said Twitter forever, and everybody kept, like, correcting um, me. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll we start always just to call it X. Twitter here, yeah. uh, <laughs> Twitter is easier for me. I'd rather, I wish it would just stay Twitter. It's easier yes. that way. It's still Twitter.com, isn't it? I think it, I think I it think is, yeah. Is. <laughs> Okay, but uh, Justin is a first-time guest tonight, so as always, we're going to do, do our little interviewee thing before we get into the rest of the show. So, Justin, how long have you been playing fantasy? Uh, I've been playing fantasy football for 20 years now. Uh, 20 years, okay, so how long have you been yep, playing? Yeah, I started, I started right, uh, got right in, like, in college, like, in a college, I started getting into Dynasty, or playing just fantasy football, got in with a bunch of guys I worked with at a newspaper, I'm an old-time sports reporter from back in the day, so that's how I initially got into fantasy football, and then I started my own Dynasty League, I, I started reading up about Dynasty, just thought it sounded awesome, I hated how I drafted great every year, and then had to give all my players back, so I started my own Dynasty League called a 2 one seven dynasty league back in 2015 uh that's still running so we're almost on year 10 the in that league. and i'm down to tyler Boyd as my last original player on my <laughs> team that i drafted wow. in our first ever wow. dynasty i took him in at the end of the second round and he him and kirk cousins were my last two remaining players and i traded kirk cousins in the offseason <laughs> i think my first year was 2014 
2014 or 2015 also. I don't think I have any original players on that dynasty team. Uh, but in 20, 20 years, uh, and you said you started in college. So that tells you, that tells everyone that Justin's an old guy like me and Russ. So. Oh, yep. In my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so, of course, we have to ask you, what are some of your best or worst trades? Whatever you want to start with, best or worst. I'll jump in here. Uh, I'll go with some of my best to start off. One I uh, pulled off a couple years ago when everybody was a little down on my guy, CMC. I love him. I can't help but try to trade for him. Uh, everybody's a little down on him, said he was injury prone. I, I went out to get him. I wanted a championship. I got CMC Russell Gage in a 24 second. This is back in 2022. I traded for a 24 second. I gave up two twenty four, uh, two twenty two first and Mac Jones in a super flex league. It worked out pretty well for me. CMC has been awesome on my team. And now I have the two one and uh, the upcoming nice. draft. So he, nice uh, he fell apart. And two years later, I got the two one out of that as well. So I'm pretty stoked about that trade. One of my all time favorites. And then another trade that uh, just kind of off the wall trade. I have to put out there because I, I love this one in my two one seven, my original home league dynasty league. I traded two, I got two second round picks. This is way back in 2018 for AJ McCarron <laughs> leaving the Bengals. <laughs> he was headed. He got originally signed by the Buffalo Bills. It looked like he was going to be the starter in the summer uh, leading up to the draft and everything. They're like, oh, it signed AJ McCarron. Everyone's like, it. I had a buddy come out to out of nowhere at, at, at my bar. He goes, I'll give you two seconds for AJ McCarron. I was like, are you serious? Because it's a two QB league now. So he did, he needed a quarterback. So it was two QB starter. I was like, sold, dude, done. I literally got on my computer, immediately sent the trade through, like before he changed his mind. And of course, if anybody remembers back, was they won't because that's ridiculous. 2018, they drafted the, the man, Josh Allen. He took over. AJ McCarron got cut before the season even started and it ended up being a backup to the Raiders. And I ended up with two second round picks out of a Raiders backup QB. So I was pretty proud of myself for that one. I, um, I'm glad you said it amazing. was a QB league. Cause that would have been even more highway robbery. If it was a single quarterback. league. He probably saw yeah. a picture of his girlfriend and that's what, oh. that's what put in the <laughs> picks. If you guys remember AJ McCarron's yes, I girlfriend, did. <laughs> she got a lot of airtime. Yep. And uh, I think a famous time. quote also from Brent Musgraves or uh, Brent yes, Musgraves. That. Yeah. he did not stop talking about her that entire yeah. time. Yeah. Was. So, <laughs> uh, and then I'll get my embarrassing trades out of the way here. I, I I'm going with my work, my most recent, most embarrassing trade. Scott will know this guy, John McGlynn in <laughs> one of his home leagues. He was peppering me with trades and I just kept turning him down. He was like, we got to get one done, JT. We got to get a trade done. Early part of the season, he convinced me. I traded him Trey McBride in a 24 third for Alec Pearson, a 24 second. Ouch. Uh, this is before yeah. McBride broke out. I had Pat Fryermuth and I had Sam Laporta. I was like, ah, McBride's my third tight end. I have AR on that team as well. So I was like, hey, Alec Pierce is going to be the deep guy for Anthony Richardson. I'm going to hit this awesome double up. I made the trade and I've regretted it ever since. John never lets me forget about it on any podcast. So that's that's my worst one. Uh, I will make you feel better real quick because John also traded for McBride in our league. He gave up uh, Donald Parham in a fourth. 
So we just talked about that. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah. he said he. I was like, I can't believe that. I was like, oh my god. I was like, that is unbelievable. Now wait, it gets better. They just traded the other day, February twenty sixth. So this was yesterday. Uh, the same guy who traded him McBride traded back for him, gave up Jackson Smith and Jigba, Devonte Smith, and a couple of late picks for McBride and a first. So after he gave him McBride for nothing, now gives up all this. So it's basically like he just gave away some players. How high is that first? So, I think the first thing would be like, I think it's one nine. Because I swear I saw me and John were just talking about those on another podcast. I, I think it's the one nine or something. But yeah, um, I was like, it, that's it one price for yeah. Trey McBride mm-hmm. in the 109. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those are bad ones. And then I'll get I'll give you another one I did from the start, uh, just in the offseason, again, in my 217 home dynasty league. I think I kind of lost this trade originally, but I just felt like it was time to make a move. I got off of Kirk Cousins. I had him, like I said, him and Tyler Boyd were my only two guys I'd ever had uh, since the start of our league. I traded Kirk Cousins away. I gave away what ended up being a 24 first, which ended up being one eight this year. Devin Singletary, Dalton Schultz, and a 23 four nine. So last year, uh, or uh, last year's four nine, I traded that one and then ended up getting. Tua, Mike White, Skylar Thompson, and Rashad Penny in return. I have Tyreek Hill. He has Justin Jefferson. We both wanted the double up there. I wanted to get a little younger at QB uh, with Tua, so I took the whole clan, Mike White, all the guys in a 2QB, again, another 2QB league. So I wanted all the backups just in case Tua got hurt again, and I have an affinity for Rashad Penny. Uh, and I'm real upset he never got any work this year with the Eagles, but I also had uh, Swift. So I took Penny as like a little handcuff to Swift. I thought I initially lost that trade with Cousins and the first. Obviously, Cousins getting hurt makes the trade look better for me, especially since I led the league in scoring, which is uh, a payout in our league. But he did get the 1-8 in return from me on that. But again, I think I kind of lost the trade originally, but I, I, I still stand firm with it now. I think I still like it, even though I know a lot of people are not Tua fans. I still think that offense is good, and I like him in that offense. So as long as he stays in it, I I, I think I could be all right with that trade. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, I, I would I will say never, never, never give up on Kirk Cousins. This is a very pro Kirk Cousins pod, but uh, QB one. I, I, I bet I he was when I, I will tell you the story because you guys will love this. When we did our initial startup for the dynasty, we actually did an auction style. And no one had ever done an auction draft in our league. So we started up auction style for the startup. It ended up, it was a mess. Uh, my fancy league had like just started doing it in like a beta testing. We did it online. It, I ended up having to stop the draft, restart it because guys ended up like throwing three and four players up at once for auction and everybody got confused. It was a huge mess. So we had to start over. I ended up getting Kurt Cousins because he was the only starting quarterback left in the league at that point, he he was just had taken over for RG three when he got hurt. He was the last available starting QB. I got him for a dollar. I it was unbelievable. Got him for a dollar after I I think I ended up paying some insane amount for Ryan Tannehill when he was on the Dolphins. It was like sixty seven bucks or something stupid. And then I got Kirk Cousins for a dollar, and Kirk Cousins has saved me for a decade in that league. So I, I I'm a I'm I'm a Kirk Cousins guy. I like Kirk Cousins. It was just time to pull the trigger. You know what's funny? You're saying it reminds me. I have a home league 
that I commish uh, that we actually did an auction draft for the start. It's not an auction, like it's not auction rookie drafts, but just for the startup, we did an auction draft. And I think it was 2017, whatever year Mahomes came out, I ended up getting Mahomes. We didn't even finish the whole auction. I got him online later. Like we did it part of it live. And later I got him for $3 in his rookie year. And he's been nice. on my team ever since. He, he's he's a guy I've had for, I guess, yeah, seven years, whatever it is, since he came in the league. And uh, it's a, that one is only actually single quarterback because it's a home league, and they're, they're not ready for Superflex even now. So they definitely I'm in a, co- I'm a couple uh, keeper <laughs> single quarterback leagues that people don't want to make the change. We've just stuck. I, I talk him into keepers eventually, so we at least have a couple keepers. But, yeah, single QB. My, my worst Mahomes trade, I should have probably put this one on my list. I actually traded – uh, I traded for Dak Prescott his rookie year. My buddy was like, hey, we got to take Dak Prescott. I was like, we'll get him late. Nobody, Nobody's going to take him. He's, he's stuck behind Romo. He ends up going like a round before we think we're going to take him. We think we're going to take him like the third or fourth. He ends up going right before our pick. So we get nervous. We trade for him. We end up giving up the 1-9. Oh, it was a 1-9 like some other running back for Dak and we get that back. So then we ended up like, okay, then we needed wide receivers. So then we turned around and we traded Dak away for like AJ Green and like Jordan Matthews. Well, Dak obviously goes on a run and what ended up being the one nine? Patrick Mahomes. Because <laughs> this was the early days of the two QB and people were like, they're still taking a first round, but now it's like, oh, anybody that goes early, it's like first, second, third pick. But he went to the one nine and I just look at my buddy and this is this is the one league drafting a trade that totally screwed myself on quarterbacks is I could have had Dak Prescott. No, could have had Patrick Mahomes. No, could have had Lamar Jackson, but I took Josh Rosen after I convinced myself I was taking Lamar Jackson. I changed my mind at the last second as the draft happened and thought, Oh, Lamar's going to sit for like three years behind Flacco. I took Josh Rosen instead. And then again, another year it was two years later, I took Drew Locke in the middle of the first round too. And I'm just like, I, I cannot get any luck with QBs in this freaking two quarterback league. (laughs) I could have had a ton of great ones and I end up with drew lock, Josh Rosen. You know, I'm just, I'm just a mess. It's, it's terrible. It's funny. One of your worst uh, was with the trading away. What ended up being Patrick Mahomes. One of my best that I've mentioned on this pod before was getting Patrick Mahomes. Uh, When I kind of, when I first really got into like, Heavy Dynasty, Dynasty Twitter. Uh, I created my own league in 2018, uh, and it was the year after Mahomes' rookie year. Uh, but he, you know, he he wasn't Patrick Mahomes yet. And uh, in that off season, uh, I traded uh, Eli Manning and Jay Jai for Patrick Mahomes in a Superflex league. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they didn't know what they had, and uh, they traded him away. I, I remember I was actually, it was in it was in August, and, like, I remember just, they sent it a couple days before. It was two guys who co-managed a team. And I was down the shore, the Jersey Shore, and I, literally, like, an alert popped up on my phone or something. I saw something online where he I just completed like a 70 yard touchdown in the preseason. I was like, okay, I think that's a sign. I'm just going to accept this. <laughs> like I wasn't even totally like immediately, you know, smashing it. Cause, cause you know, we didn't know well, how good he was no, going to be. Yeah. 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 You know, it makes <laughs> sense. And, and then, I, I yeah. have made some irrational trades after watching preseason games. 
I'm not gonna lie. I see some guys. I'm like, oh, he looks awesome. I gotta go get him right now. Yeah, Victor Cruz. Oh, he's yeah. my preseason hero. The greatest guy I've ever found for preseason. Yes, that was. I tell you, I wanted another one. I'll, I'll, I'll throw in there Tyreek Hill when he was a rookie. So I used to work at a newspaper in Columbia, Missouri, and a guy I worked with worked for the Kansas City Star, and I was reading uh, some article about the Chiefs preseason, and he's like, "Man, this this." Six rounder Tyreek Hill's really impressive in camp. He's like the fastest freaking guy you ever seen. And I'm like looking him up. I'm like, South Alabama, what? <laughs> and I'm like, started going through stuff. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I see he went to Oklahoma State before that. And he was like a pretty good recruit. And I was like, look at stuff up. I'm like, and this is like just like after we'd already done our rookie draft and everything else. And he went like the sixth round and nobody was even thinking about him. Very first waiver wire run. We do. I think we we'll always do one like the very, I think it's like the first week of June or July, something like that. And uh, very first waiver wire run, I throw in for a buck on Tyreek Hill and still have Tyreek Hill. That's my greatest free agent pickup was Tyreek Hill for a dollar his rookie year because I read it on the fifth, you know, 57th you know, line in the article about random rookies. Mm-hmm. And I just took a shot at him. Let's finish up. What what is the guiding principle you take with the with you when you're trading in Dynasty? Uh, so for me, I, I always want to go with get your guy. I think too many people worry about necessarily winning the trade, you know, per value. Like, did I win the trade in everybody's eyes? I don't necessarily need to win a trade. Obviously, I don't want to get taken in a trade, but I want to get the, the guy that I want and, and what works for my team. If sometimes if that means I have to give up a little and lose the trade technically value-wise, sometimes I think you got to do it if that's the right thing for your team. I think sometimes people get a little bit too in-depth on, like, did I win this trade? You know, one for one, is this the exact score on the on the trade calculator? Does it exactly work out? And I think sometimes you just got to go – not every team's the same, especially if you're in multiple leagues. Sometimes you got to pull the trigger on somebody that maybe puts you over the top or, or you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, hey, the CMC trade for me. I'm like giving up two firsts. People worried about them. I'm like, I like him. I think he's going to come back. And I already had a solid team. And I thought, hey, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give it up. And if CMC hits, this team's going to be awesome. And that's exactly what happened. So I think go get your guy and don't worry about necessarily winning the trade. Yeah, I, I love that. Too many times people are slaves to the calculator or, mm. or what's going to be the response in a Twitter poll or something like that. And yeah, I believe going to say, are they yeah. going to say you lost? Oh, you got taken. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I got who I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, that finishes up our, our little interview. Uh, we normally get into the news. We, no, we don't have a ton of news. Basically, the only news, you know, Frank Frank has uh, apologized to me the last two weeks because the, as if it's Frank's fault, there hasn't been much news. But um, I do the only real Frank. news is correct. <laughs> yes. The only real news is that the, the, some of the franchise tag news, I think, that's been coming out. Uh, there's the, the running backs not being franchised that you know that we talked about last year. Uh, we're gonna get in that a little later because there's a listener question about it. T Higgins, it's been announced, is going to be franchised. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, is this a good thing for T Higgins? Were you hoping to see him go somewhere else? What do you think, Justin? Uh, I think it's a good thing. I mean, if Burrow comes back healthy, I think you know. For if I'm T, I like it because I'm getting paid this year, and if I can figure out how to stay healthy for a year. 
I'm in for a monster payday next year if he can have a good year this year. I think teams are maybe a little iffy on him. He's got the talent, but he's been banged up a little bit. Um, I've got him. I'm coming up in a in an orphan draft right now that he's like right in front of me, and I'm like trying to decide if I want to take him or not. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's not a bad move to, to keep it for the one year. I, I don't think you know he's not like a running back where they're just like, oh man, I just wasted another year. Now I'm older, I'm in trouble. He's got, I think he's got plenty of time left. And I again, if I he can have a monster year coming up for the Bengals, I think he could actually get himself some huge cash next off season. What about, what about you, Scott? You think? Uh, well, for, also, do you think? Uh, do you think T could be a wide receiver one for a team? Like, do you see that, or do you think he's better off where he is too? I see that. Well, I'm just gonna um, let the outhouse spirit wash over. <laughs> and, I know uh, it's a shame we're not at Russ's. Yeah, library. I know, right? The one, the one time we have <laughs> T Higgins news. Damn it, Russ. Um, you know, I honestly, I think maybe. At first, when I heard it, I thought this is definitely means they're going to try to work out a long-term deal because just of their cap situation and everything. But, I mean, it went up, what, $35 million, something like that? $30 million, I think. Yeah, more than expected, um, yeah. About $5.5 million more than expected. So I think that leaves extra room for some teams. And um, But we know, you know, the Bengals have always been a cheap franchise as far as having cash on hand for that guaranteed money. So... Um, I don't know. It kind of makes me think they're going to do a long-term deal with him. And, you know, if that's what Burrow wants, then that's probably what they'll do. Um, but for his value, I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it doesn't really change anything. We, we know what it is. We, we know the offense, we know the role we've seen it. Um, I think it would be more interesting if he went somewhere else, but most of these guys don't typically, you know, Pittman will probably resign and Evans will probably resign. And a lot of these guys, it's just, seems to be the easier way to go. Um, so it's not as fun or as exciting, but it doesn't really change anything. Um, however, I think for me, I might look to sell a couple of my shares. Um, I have a lot. He's a guy I roster a lot of. So with this news, maybe I'll see if I can, um, you know, create some leverage trades. There's plenty of players that score the same as he does weekly, but don't have maybe the name. And if I can get something added on, um, you know, I'll be, I'll probably be looking to do that. Definitely, uh, leverage trades based on this news. Yeah. If you roster him in any leaks with Russ, it might be a good idea to send him some offers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, this does obviously doesn't change it. This is the same. It's just staying in the same spot. Uh, I do think he would have gotten a value bump almost anywhere if he was going to be the wide receiver one. But Russ has talked about, he's been very, you know, he has been worried that he might be like the wide receiver one on the Titans, which wouldn't have been exactly ideal if he ended up in free agency. So uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with it. I, like you said, it doesn't change much value wise, uh, but I, this may have ended up being best for him. Frank, Frank in the chat has mentioned that he thinks it could be a trade starter so they don't lose him for free, uh, which is certainly possible, but uh, well, that's yet to play out. Obviously, uh We'll have to get make sure Russ shows up on the show if if, if he gets traded somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I could even see it where they're franchise tagging this year to see if he stays healthy to see how he performs to see if they want to do that long term deal. If he gets banged up and is hurt most of the year again, I could see them going, "Hey, this is the time to bail on him before we sign into a long term deal." Not not to say you know that's just speculation on my part, but I, I could see the Bengals working that way. And the only other sort of news uh, that I was thinking of mentioning anyway, but we actually got a question about it, so I'm going to jump to that. 
uh, from Herms at Herms NFL is the combine is starting. Uh, combine season, everybody loves that in Dynasty. Um, Herms asks, as the NFL combine gets closer, is there anything y'all are excited for? for slash keeping an eye out for certain prospects, et cetera. Also, the random question that we like to throw at the end of the tweet, we I said, what is your favorite uh, fast food place? I, I was literally, I couldn't think of a question. I was literally sitting in a, a Wendy's eating a Baconator when I uh, sent the <laughs> nice. tweet. So that's what I did. Um, <laughs> anyway, he said, also Taco Bell is the goat, and I will not hear otherwise. Bring back the beefy nacho burrito or we riot. But uh, what about you guys? I, I'll, I'll just start real fast. Like, I say this every year. I don't put a lot of stock into the combine other than how it affects draft capital. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't get all excited about certain times or how high a guy jumps or well any of that stuff. Uh, other than the, you know, certain guy, you know, like say like, uh, uh, like uh, an Isaiah Spiller or Kyron Williams who were who kind of highly touted going in and, and their, their stock kind of, sank and that was kind of obvious to everyone coming out that 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 i i take i put some stuff in but i don't get all excited about you know the uh you know guys going nuts in in, in the underwear olympics there in the combine so justin what, what are your thoughts on the comment and is there any specific prospect you you're looking at maybe you take it put more stock in it than i do well, first off, I'll say I missed the chili cheese burrito at Taco Bell. That was my go-to. I'd always throw that in the side with whatever else I was ordering, but they got rid of that years ago. Still miss it. Uh, I love the combine. Just it's not as exciting as it used to be because everyone – it was like now everyone has the pro days. You see most of the stuff at the pro days. It used to be that's the one place you saw everyone together. I'm actually going to go on Saturday. I live about an hour and a half from Indy. I, I got my passes. I'm going to go on Saturday for the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, hoping to kind of see some stuff there from guys. Uh, for me, it's more of a confirmation on certain guys. I watch, I do a lot of Debbie. I play a lot of C2C, stuff like that. So I want to take some of the guys that I've watched all season that I really liked. And I want to see how they perform at the combine to see if they're going to be in that tier. I think they could be in. I think a guy uh, that was big for me last year, as we were talking Cincinnati Bengals, was Chase Brown from Illinois. A guy I watched a ton uh, as they're right down the street from me, about 15 minutes away, is the University of Illinois. I go to all kinds of Illinois games. I thought he was a workhorse. I had a lot of people didn't like him coming out. And then he went to the combine and Ran a great time, had a pretty good shuttle, uh, just really showed how athletic he was. And I, I thought, okay, I think this guy is going to be uh, have a shot. And I think he is going to get a shot this year uh, with the Bengals. So that's kind of what more I'm looking for those guys. I do think, you know, some of these guys, they take the negatives, you know, with the Kyron Williams, the Spillers. But then you can see the guys that really, you know, catapult themselves. I mean, Andy Richardson isn't Anthony Richardson without the combine last year. I mean, I don't think anybody's taking Anthony Richardson top five if he doesn't just absolutely blow up the combine and show what kind of a crazy athlete he is. So I definitely think guys could take advantage of that. Um, I'm interested to see what quarterbacks actually throw with so many guys saying they're not. I want to see if there's some guys that take advantage of the opportunity being in front of everybody to maybe move up. I you know, are guys going to really move themselves way up? If McCarthy throws, I think he's got a shot to really – move himself way up in the draft and, and solidify a top 10 position. But I also think those guys are like 
you know, late second, you know, late first, early second, maybe third round picks. Those are the guys I want to see. Do are they going to show something that you know maybe they're not going to be a super high pick, but I, it's worth investing and in that you think they're going to get a shot down the line. Uh, I like a lot of running backs in this class. I know it's a, just a jumbled mess as far as fantasy, but I want to see where some of the metrics go for these guys because um, I've watched a lot of them in, in college. So I want to see kind of where they go. Uh, some of these guys I'm going to take no matter where their landing spot is, and there's other guys for me that landing spot is going to really matter whether I actually draft them. Uh, but some guys I love, I love Frank Gore Jr. I love Cody Schrader from Missouri. Those are two guys that I I don't know if I even care where they get drafted. I'm probably taking them in my rookie drafts, you know, wherever I can get them. If that's late third, middle of the fourth, um, that's kind of where I'm going to take some of those. But there's some other guys that could definitely move up for me if they really show out at the combine. I, I'll keep, keep a little more eye on them, uh, maybe like a Chase McClellan from Alabama or some of these uh, some of these other smaller school guys. What about you, Scott? I love everything combine and I used to like stay home from school to watch combine back in the day. I hate that they're kind of, you know, making it TV schedule, nighttime, whatever this stuff. I I really, I don't know. I don't think it's great for the players, honestly. So I kind of hate that. And I just, I like it being during the day, honestly. Um, But I mean, I got two words for you, Adam Archuleta the ultimate combine warrior. People talk about workout warrior. That's the guy right there. Look up Adam Archuleta. Dude was so good at the combine. And that was about it. Um, But yeah. And Herms, I like when I saw this question and I, I thought of, I thought of Frank, I thought of Herms. I thought of a lot of our, uh, you know, religious listeners. And I knew Herms was going to say Taco Bell. I just knew it. Like I didn't even have to look. So shout out, shout out to Herms. Yeah. I definitely knew Taco Bell was coming up from somebody when I asked the question, but okay. So, uh, Justin, we always, you know, we did one, like did one listener question there, but we always ask the guests before, uh, do you want to, uh, do the trades now or do you want to go to the rest of the rest of the listener questions? Uh, you know, if we're at listener questions, let's set up listener questions. Let's let's knock those out, and then we'll get into the trades at the end. Okay, let's dive into these. So we got some. We got some from our our uh, TA chat. Uh, you know, you can get uh, you can get in if you're in a if you're if you're a patron. Patreon.com/slash Trade Addicts Pod. Uh, this one comes from Frank directly, though, who DM'd it to me. Uh, he he actually asked last week, and we had way too many questions last week. So, but uh, for the sake of twenty four picks. For 23 rookie trades. So he's saying in terms of that, if you drafted the two classes together, who would be the number two pick after CJ Stroud? And he says, if it's Anthony Richardson, does that mean you'd trade the 101 for, for Anthony Richardson? So Justin, I'll let you go first on this. Uh yeah, I mean, if you think Caleb Williams the 101, if you like Anthony Richards better than Caleb Williams, um I have to be I have to be honest, I'm a little biased here. I'm a Colts season ticket holder. So, <laughs> I I I'm I'm just praying that Anthony Richards ends up being as good as I we're hoping he can be. So, uh you know, I I'm leaning I'm leaning towards AR just I love the running upside for him. Uh I was I honestly thought he was at least a minimum two-year project to, to kind of bring along after college. And I, I really was impressed with what I saw out of him last year. It, you know, I a super small sample size, but I really liked him. If I have the 101, would I trade the 101 for Anthony Richardson? I think I would. 
I for me, I would just because now I think the value of 101 is probably more. You could probably get more for it. I like Anthony Richardson personally over Caleb Williams, but that's just me uh, for the fantasy uh, side of things. But the value is the 101. That that's where you can get the plus extra stuff, all those things on top of it. So if you're looking for trades, as we're in the trade addict pod, I you know for me, I'd want the 101 because I feel like I could move that for a lot of pieces. What about you, Scott? Would Richardson be the, the next pick if we were to bind the two places together? Would it be Caleb Williams? Would it be somebody else? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think it – I I wanted to just say no and no, <laughs> just because that's what first came to mind. No, he wouldn't be next, and no, I wouldn't trade the 101 for him. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really love Caleb Williams, so – I mean, I don't know. I don't evaluate quarterbacks. What the hell do I know? Um, I, you know, and and Richardson just has the rushing upside. I mean, if Caleb Williams goes to Chicago, then this changes everything. So if we're talking about right now, like give me give me the one hundred and one, and you know, Caleb Williams is probably ahead of Richardson. But if Caleb Williams goes to Chicago, then I'm taking Richardson over him, um, like a hundred times out of a hundred. Uh, it just, I like, we, we know what Chicago does with quarterbacks. So, um, it's hard to, hard to, I guess, project that. But if we're talking about right now at this moment in time, I guess Richardson would be the next guy. I mean, Rocky, you and I took him at one Oh two, right. In a 14 team super flex league. So, um, you didn't want to necessarily, but, uh, yeah. you know, funny enough, <laughs> too, right I, I don't think he, I don't think he, Stitched, I don't think Stroud went 101. Stroud was my QB1 in last year's draft. Yeah. I wish Absolutely. we had taken him. That <laughs> so, was my maybe. guy last I year. No I, will, I wanted the Colts to get Stroud yeah. so bad. I was yeah. at the draft in Kansas City. I was just praying that Stroud, like somehow the Texans were going to mess it up and do something stupid and take Will <laughs> Levis. And I, was just, I was like, come on. I was like, please, CJ Stroud of the Colts. I, 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 was, I was hitting hard for it, but uh, – they didn't get him. I love Stroud. He was my number one all year last year. Uh, but after that, I was like, I do like the upside of Richardson, especially with how young he is. Uh, that I I was convinced. I did not like Richardson during the season for Florida. I watched him a lot, and I was like, I don't know if I like this guy at all. But he kind of sold me on the combine, which, again, I'm a combine sucker. Like Scott said, I love the combine. Once I saw him at the combine, I was like, how can we not take him? We got to take him. He's a beast. He can do everything. So, I, you know. Plus the rushing. I'm a fan. Plus the I'm a fan. Yeah, so. I'm a fan. I can get swayed. And I just I just think that O-line with the Colts, with Richardson, and a full season of JT, I'm really excited to see what that Colts offense can do uh, between all those guys if they're healthy. I think I'm with you, Scott. I, I'm not thrilled. I, I, I haven't dived into these guys enough yet. Um, I, I'm sure Caleb Williams is a great prospect, but – uh, from everything I hear, but yeah, Not a winner. going to Chicago definitely scares me. Sorry, sorry, uh, <laughs> Scott. Uh, you're right. The quarterbacks have not generally done well there. Uh, and Frank asked the question I was going to ask: it. Where does uh, where does Bijan fit into the equation in terms of combining these two classes? Is he definitely after all three quarterbacks? Do you would he be over Williams? Would he be over, you know? Is he close to Richardson? What do you think? say he's got to be right there in the conversation depending on your you know he's free of arthur smith 
Do you have? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the arrow's pointing up for sure. You know, obviously, we saw he could do it in the NFL. So, having that knowledge now, um, you know, I think you could put him right there. I wouldn't fault someone for taking Bijan over Richardson, but um, I, I mean, I'm still taking the quarterback just philosophically. Yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, there's always the case that uh, the value is going to be there with the quarterback. But I mean, I think we can argue the value is going to be there with Bijan for a couple of years here too. So. Uh, unless something goes horribly, horribly wrong this year, uh, he's still going to hold value for a while, just the way we always like to say that rookie quarterbacks are going to hold well, if, value. If he comes out as, as Trent Richardson, then, I mean, he's toast, right? But if no matter what Anthony Richardson does this year, he's going to get another shot, you know, still yeah. with the Colts or somewhere I mean, he's else. Only, you know yeah, I mean? he's only 21. They're That's what I'm saying. So too quick, so. It's just the position right like uh, there's just no i mean it it can go really wrong really fast that running back whereas even if it does at quarterback look at mitch trubisky look at that guy was just absolute trash and he keeps getting chances to start and get you know signed for what 20 million in pittsburgh are, are you kidding me after buffalo after chicago you know guy was terrible for his whole career but again quarterbacks you just keep getting chances so um you just, you just got to go quarterback there, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, pro- I'm probably going Stroud, A.R., Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Bijan. I'm probably, if you're combining them, I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. over Bijan. I yep. just uh, had an orphan league where Bijan was out there. He was right there for me to take him. And I took the one three just in case I could get Marvin Harrison Jr. Just in case the two guys in front of me took QB, I wanted Marvin Harrison Jr. So for me, I'm taking him first. Bijan and Neighbors are real close, close for me. Yeah. If if Neighbors is on the Chargers, I'm probably taking Neighbors. If Neighbors is on the Giants, I'm taking Bijan. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's 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 my top five. Love it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I think I kind of agree on the Harrison uh, take because, I mean, it's basically he's got like – he's looking like a, like a Jamar Chase-level prospect, and we saw Jamar Chase came in was an instant impact player. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you probably got to take Harrison over Bijan. Uh, Frank says he would take Bijan over Bears' Caleb Williams, though. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll I, take I Daniel Jones over Bears' Caleb Williams. <laughs> Oh, wow, that one hurts. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on to the next question now. This is from at uh, Buffer9442 on Twitter. And Superflex, what would you be looking to get to move off the lower tier QB1s, higher tier QB2s? I have Kyler, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Baker and looking to consolidate. Scott, you're, you're Mr. Quarterback. What do you think here? So, I well, a couple of things. I, I don't know if I'm just not reading this right or if it um, contradicts the – so you're saying move off of the quarterback. So I was thinking tear down, but you're saying consolidate. So I would think tear up. Yeah, so that's I, what I guess uh, yeah I thought I'm the same thing as I was reading it, but um, I, I don't know if maybe he meant consolidate. I wonder if he was asking position. both. Yeah, I was wondering if he was asking both. Do I trade, like, multiple guys to move up a tier or do I, like – keep two or three of the guys and move one of these guys. And if I move one of them, what do you think I could get? I kind of read it both ways okay. as kind of yeah, as you guys like, did Yeah, as well. maybe like if I do Kyler plus position X, can I tear up at another position? So you're sort of moving off yep. the quarterback, but also consolidating, I'm guessing. Or, or you're saying, doing. hey, I got four good QBs. Can I move one of these guys for something and get down to three 
would you move like a Justin Fields and see what you could get for Fields? Because I feel like I got too many good quarterbacks and I want I need to help somewhere else. What what can I get for one of these guys? I get and that's kind of how I took the question. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess without further context, I mean, I don't know. Is it an 18 league, a 14 team league? Do we start eight? Do we start 11? I mean, it's it's hard for me to to necessarily say. So going off the information we have, um, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be trading fields right now because I just don't think his value is going really. I don't see how his value gets lower at this point. You know, either he stays with the bears, gets more pieces, more weapons around him, has a competent offense or at least a chance at one. Um, and, and, or he goes to another team, a team that traded for him and, and brought him in. Right. So uh, I don't see his value moving from there. Kyler's probably your highest valued out of those four, maybe, maybe T law, but I'm going to say probably Kyler for me. So I would be trying to move up um for sure like let's get an elite let's let's if you're saying that's a lower qb1 uh let's get into a higher qb1 right so but um, by the way i was just i put up the adp uh yeah. tyler justin fields and trevor lawrence uh, in reverse order are 11 to 30 it's lawrence fields murray 11 12 13 wow so they're all okay. <laughs> adp interesting so i mean i saw a trade recently that was uh t-law and ferguson t-law and jake ferguson for joe burrow um, I'll do that all day. Let's let's upgrade the burrow there. Um, I, I'd be looking to move up the charts here. So if I can package, you know, um, T-Law and Baker or Kyler and Baker, is there a team that maybe has, uh, you know, you, you may not think Herbert's an upgrade, but I do. Um, so is there a team that maybe has Herbert and, you know, trash cans at, at quarterback and has an otherwise good roster? And maybe you can trade, you know, uh, Fields and Baker for Herbert um you know literally package the quarterbacks as opposed to having to dive into other assets um but yeah i'd I'd be potentially looking to trade away baker here um if he signs a new contract i'd probably hold fields unless someone really values him and then ideally i'd trade t-law between him and kyler but if you can use kyler to tear up and and get into the you know top six quarterbacks i'd absolutely be doing that um You know, the other thing is you can just say, hey, I'm comfortable with uh, any two of those guys and then just start moving them for other pieces. Right. So whatever, if it's a tight end premium, let's go get a tight end and a pick or, um, you know, you can go into the season with two or three guys. There's nothing wrong with that uh, as long as you have the right roster construction. And again, that's only going to depend on your league, which I I don't know because you didn't give that context here. Um, but I, I'd be looking to go up, not down with those guys. And I like what you said about, I, I like the idea of moving Lawrence. Cause I think he is probably for a lot of people, the most highly valued. Uh, but I'd be totally fine having a quarterback room of Kyler Fields and Baker, uh, especially Kyler and Fields, two rushing quarterbacks. Uh, I'd be moving to look, move Lawrence. And like you said, either tear up or like I said, at the beginning of the question, when we were trying to figure out what he was asking, I, do you want to move off? It's not often you can easily move off uh, a top, you know, 10, 11, 12 quarterback QB, low end QB one value wise without getting quarterback back. So you could maybe get a pretty elite uh, level talent at running back or wide receiver or tight end if you move Lawrence too. So I don't hate that idea. But Justin, what do you think? 
I'm a T-Law guy, so I hate to move T-Law. I want <laughs> T-Law, but I, I think you're right. I think he the value is probably there. Here's a, uh, something I was just thinking as, as Scott was saying and kind of like packaging. What if you got together and you traded, would you trade like Fields and Baker for like Burrow? Like say he's only got Burrow and he's like, yes. I don't have a second QB and a super flex. I'm screwed. My second QB was like Sam Howell or someone who's like exactly very iffy if they're going to start this year. Do you turn around and say, okay, man, I'll give you fields and Baker for Burrow. And then you're like, okay, now I'm like three super solid quarterbacks at the top. I, I kind of like that idea. If he says, Hey, I want to consolidate, but I want to get better at QB. I kind of like that move. Look for somebody that's like maybe super desperate at the QB spot. And you say, Hey, I'll give you a two for one. Maybe you can even get someone to say, okay, throw me in, you know, a flex play running back or wide receiver in with the QB. And I'll give you two QBs because I know if it's me, I hate giving up the high end guy. But if I'm going to a season where I'm like, who's my second QB, I I might make the move just because I feel like I'm desperate enough to have to make make that move. And, and you know, maybe you say maybe the guy does like T Law better, and maybe you can get an ad. Well, so okay, I'll give you T Law and Baker. I'm gonna keep Kyler and Fields. Give me another, you know, give me Herbert and and a second round pick or something, you know, and see if can I go there. So I, that's kind of how I looked at it is is like, hey, can you make a little bit smaller quarterback room, but can you get better? That's how I would approach it if you have some guys in your team that are, especially this, you know, crap. If this is a 14 team super flex league, you're going to have some people desperate. I know because I've been that desperate guy trading everything away for a second QB for five straight years. So look for those guys in your league and see if they can make a move. Uh, in the chat, Corey throws out there and he did get some tongue context. Scott. 14 team super flex league start 10. I have. Hurts, Kyler, uh, Anthony Richardson loaded at receiver and have 106 in all my future picks. Should I look to move off one of those QBs for a Jefferson or a Chase and try to trade for an older QB so he has a QB3, I guess? Always. Yeah, I I like that. Uh, I would want to hold on to Hurts personally, um, but either of the other two, if you can – it's not just because I'm an Eagles fan, Scott. I see you smiling over there. <laughs> it's funny because I was going to say I would trade Hurts, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I still think there's I I, I think yeah. Last year was definitely uh, regression from the previous year, uh, but I still think there's a lot of uh, fantasy value and NFL value there for Hurts. So uh, I still want to hold on to him. I I I can you get one of those other guys for Kyler or Anthony Richardson? Um, do you think I, – I, I don't know. Where is – I'm not sure. Where, where is Richardson going and starting? I, I think his value's down right now. I think yeah. he's kind of forgotten about, right? Like he's just – he's not the new exciting quarterbacks coming out, and he's not coming off a massive year because he was hurt. So he's just kind of uh, lost in the shuffle right now. So I don't I don't think – that's the reason why I was going to say trade hurts out of those three because I think he's the one with the most value. Um, he is. You know, I suppose it, it depends on what happened. But the nice thing about having the 106 is it puts you in a position to, uh, you know, you're looking at potentially the third quarterback, otherwise neighbors or Bowers. I mean, either either way, um, I mean, you can go any direction with that or you can even use that 106 to trade. See if you can find a quarterback me. It's 14 team league, right? So if the um, Jefferson or Chase manager is lacking in quarterbacks 
um, you might be able to use that 106 plus to get one of those players. That might be the most, uh, you know, kind of popular asset right now, especially going into draft season, right? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, oh, and just uh, the for the buffer nine four four two favorite fast food is raising canes, which I've only had once in my life. My my daughter likes it. I thought it was kind of a uh, kind of meh. We just got one. Haven't been there yet. Yeah, we we just got two where I live. It's basically <laughs> spicy Louisiana chicken tenders. Is how I tell people. So Popeyes. It's it's basically like a Popeyes. Okay. It's a, it's pretty similar. Got okay, uh, this next one came from the 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 TA uh, Discord chat uh, from uh, our guy Salvi in TA three, and he said not really a question necessarily, but a fun topic. Make a case for both sides of Bryce Young. Who does either of you want to take the? Pro I'm taking side? it first. I'm taking it first because uh, a man named John McGlynn told me that Justin Taylor is the smartest dynasty mind he's ever been around. So I was I was first obviously very offended. Okay, and then you know, as, as I think you should be. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, secondarily, listen, uh, Savi, I've got 14 words for you regarding Bryce Young and making the case for him. Here are your 14 words. Brett Favre, Steve Young, Alex Smith, Jared Goff, Troy Aikman, Peyton Manning, Terry Bradshaw. All of those guys are Hall of Famers and or very good quarterbacks that all had awful rookie seasons. The one, the kind of most recent one would be Jared Goff, right? And you remember who he had his first year sitting there with Jeff Fisher? And then what happened after that? Put him sure, in a better sure. situation. Now we we see what he can turn into. And even now as a as a veteran on Detroit, it's almost like he's a complete. I mean, do we remember like watching Hard Knocks when he he thought dinosaurs weren't real and the Earth was flat? And and now look at where he's at. So uh, anything is possible, Savi. Anything is possible for Bryce Young. Uh, for me. I, this is the best Bryce Young buy window ever, I think, right now. <clears throat> People are way down on him. And it, the thing is, I have to be honest, I'm not a Bryce Young guy. I wasn't a Bryce Young guy coming in the draft. I said he would be my third quarterback taken way behind C.J. Stroud and A.R. Um, so I'm not a Bryce Young guy. But what I will say is Carolina was freaking terrible. I mean, they were yeah. really bad. That whole When you get a new coaching staff that doesn't even last half a season, you know things are bad. Like that, I, Frank Reich, I liked him when he was for the Colts. I thought they needed a change. I wasn't against him as a coach. Yeah. I just felt like it was the same old, same old in the locker room. It just felt like he wasn't getting the guys motivated. It, it just seemed like it was ready for a change. I thought it was a great hire by the Panthers. Agreed. I was like, oh, Frank Reich, great hire. Agreed. I was like, this is a great move. I, I, at the beginning of the year, I was fairly high on them when I did a preseason show yeah, right me when too. the schedule came up. I actually, I was like, man, I actually think this Panthers team could win this division. I think they're pretty good. The defense looked good at the end of last year. And I was like talking myself into the Panthers. And as the season got closer and closer, I was like, I don't know if the Panthers are that good. And I just got like, for some reason, I just, I, I started liking the Panthers less and less and less as we get closer to the year. And then like one or two games in, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I think this team could be really bad. And it was like obviously really bad. And so I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's Bryce Young's fault. 
He didn't have a lot to throw through. I mean, when your number one wide receiver is Adam Thielen, who's now almost my age at this right. point, it, it's a problem. And so I think, you know, Bryce Young, if you can buy him, buy him right now because he's going to be the cheapest he's going to be. And I always I bring this up all the time, and I, I know I'm not the only one. You know, we're in this give me, give me immediately satisfaction society. We don't let anyone grow. We don't let anybody, like, figure things out anymore. And like you said, Scott, what if we just gave up on Peyton Manning after year one? What if we're like, right. oh, yeah, you know, he freaking sucks. Look, at he threw like 20 picks. This guy's terrible. Well, was he bad? Yeah, he was bad. He, but he was also bad playing on a terrible team. Bad team. You, you got to build somebody around him. You got, you know, even if you're the best of the best, if you got nobody around you, you're in trouble. Now, with Patrick Mahomes on Carolina, Patrick Mahomes is still good. They'd be better, but not a ton better just because that team is terrible. So you got to have decent coaching. You got to have players around. I'm not, I'm not totally out on Bryce young. I don't have him almost anywhere, but I w I'm definitely willing to search this off season and throw out some trades. See if somebody's already out on him. If somebody's out on him, I dude, if I can acquire Bryce young as my QB three and a super flex, I'm in, especially if it's cheap. Yeah. I'm super like neutral on Bryce young right now. Uh, as I mentioned, Stroud was my one last year, so it, Richardson was my two, Young was my three. I only have one share, and I only ended up with that because I think he fell to the 106 in a draft I was in. And I got to believe he's not as bad as he looked last year, but I, I, I don't know what to think. Like you said, Carolina is not a great team. Uh, they're a very bad team, and I don't know that they're getting that much better. So um, it's hard to kind of gauge where he's going to be. I'm just kind of in hold mode mostly with uh, Bryce Young. I'm not ready to give up, but I'm not really looking to acquire either. Um, but we'll move on to the next question, which is from also from the uh, Discord chat. Uh, from David Jacobson, he says, uh, Topic one, who is your surprise top five QB in 24? Topic two. Did we all give Blues Traveler a fair shake, or did we el all elevate a crossover Blues <laughs> pop group too much, and then we're assholes about the genre when it wasn't new anymore? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, you gotta I, love I, a Blues Traveler re reference. Gotta freaking love that. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta love Run Around. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't really have strong opinions on Blues Traveler. I don't know if either of you two do. But <laughs> they got some catchy songs. I wasn't a huge for or against Blues Traveler guy. Uh, I have to say, when Blues Traveler came out, I was in my punk 90s rap hardcore phase. I'm like <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. You know, I was in that stuff. So I wasn't uh, the closest thing I listened to Blues Traveler at that time was Counting Crows. And they're not even really the same genre, but that would have been the closest thing I would have been listening to as, as that would have been my, uh, my mid teen years uh, when blues traveler was big. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say we gave them a fair shake. <laughs> I, I think, think they, they had were one decent. or two hits. Yeah. I think they were a decent band. I think they had one or two huge songs that made them seem yeah. like they should be better than they really were. But uh, Hey, they're still making money on those couple songs. So you gotta love that. Yes. But, uh, the other question is football related. Who is your surprise top five QB in 2024? Do either of you guys have someone you want to throw out there? Uh, you you thinking who we think is going to be finishing the top five? I think that's what he meant. I think I'm guessing he means production wise. Oh, okay. I There's... thought he meant value wise, but I guess yeah. same, same way, right? Either way. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I think for me, I'll jump in just real quick. The two yeah. guys I'm looking to make a, a, a pretty nice little hefty move this year is I like Trevor Lawrence this year. I think if they can get another wide receiver, he played really banged up last year. I think he takes a step forward this year. And then I think Andy Richardson with the rushing upside, I think I don't know how good the stats are going to look when you just look across the board at him, but I think he could end up putting up some pretty nice fantasy numbers. He, If he gets enough rushing touchdowns and yards, I think he could sneak into it just because I think, especially if you're in a league that counts any kind of deep passing uh, bonuses, I have a feeling they're going to get some long, long touchdowns with him this year over the top with the play action. So uh, those are my two guys. If somebody outside of the, the norm is going to sneak into that top five. I think it's either going to be Anthony Richardson or Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I don't know how much of a surprise this is, but uh, the guy that came to mind when I saw this question and Frank mentioned in the chat earlier, we didn't really bring it up, but there's rumors of Justin Fields getting traded to Atlanta. I, I could see him production wise and value wise coming into the top five. If, if that goes well, I still believe in the talent there. I liked him a lot coming out. I had him pretty close to Lawrence uh, in that class. And, and like you said, with the rushing upside, uh, that's still going to be there. No Arthur Smith anymore. So there's hope there. Uh, so uh, he's got London. He would have London. He would have Pitts, uh, have Bijan uh, too. So I, I could definitely see him getting into the top five. Uh, if he's as talented as I think he is. I, I like that move. He ends up in Atlanta. I think you're right. I, you, there's a lot of smoke about him possibly going to the Steelers. I also think he could be really good if he ended up on the Steelers. And as someone who grew up a Steelers fan, but also has close to season tickets, you know, I'm one of those, those guys who likes multiple teams that everybody hates. So, uh, but I, I think he would be really good on that. I, I got Lawrence and I took Lawrence 1-1 in my home 217 league. Uh, and I was really close to taking Justin Fields instead. I mean, they were right there for me. That's what I should have put down was my best trade of all time. I traded AJ Green coming off the injury in Arizona when everybody thought he was going to come back and blow up. I traded him for a first round pick to a guy who won the league the year before, ended up bombing out. I got a number one pick two years later, ended up being number one, one. And I got Trevor Lawrence. That's wow. probably the best trade I ever made. I should have. I should have remembered that one. That's nice. Uh, that's that's nice. that. That guy never forgets about it in our league ever. <laughs> Every time I complain about anything, he's like, "Remember when you got Trevor Lawrence for AJ Green?" I was like, "Ah, you're right. You're right. Can't complain too much." There it is. <laughs> there it is. That hook. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Just to go with the uh, dominant trade. When okay, when Russ quote unquote edits this, we should put like hook or run around at the end of the episode <laughs> instead of the normal outro. <laughs> that's oh, a that's perfect. Idea. That is perfect. Thank you, Herms. <laughs> Thank you, Herms. But listen, to to finish off this question, I mean, I'm just gonna say you guys are boring. Boring. They said a surprise. I know. I, said I didn't think really... Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you who's a surprise. And you heard it here first, folks. February twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. 9.48 p.m. Central Time. And uh, my name is John McGlynn, for the record. And uh, it's Will Levis, baby. I knew that's Let's what go. you were going to say. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> ah, you did that just to set me off, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You don't really well, believe John it. knows how much I hate Will Levis. This I'm probably the biggest Will Levis hater. So perfectly. <laughs> I'm probably the bi- biggest Will Levis hater of all time. And John no, just, yeah. he drives him crazy. I asked John for some inside info on you uh, for coming to the show tonight. Uh, so I that, dude, I'm crying. Somewhere. That's actually hilarious. I'm crying right now. That's so, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Will Levis. Oh, my God. Will Levis ends up being a top five QB. I will have to eat so much crow. My <laughs> God. A lot of people will. A lot of oh. people will. No doubt. No doubt. So you don't have a real name then, Scott? That's my name. <laughs> okay. Maya John yeah, McGlynn. I, I, I would bet anything Will Levis is not a top five quarterback in value or production after this year. Okay, well, I'm not going to take the other side of that. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, yeah. um, okay, we'll move on to our next question from at Craig Booker one on Twitter. Uh, looks like none of the big free agent RBs will be getting tagged. As I said, we're going to get to this later. Where are you hoping they end up? Uh, any you would be targeting to buy now before an ideal landing spot dries up their price? Uh, I'm going to chime in real quick because there's one that came to mind when I saw this question. I would like to see Barkley in Minnesota with Cousins back. I think that could be fun. Mm. Like Dalvin Cook had a lot of years there. He's he's in that mold. He can catch passes, obviously, and he's a great running back and great talent surrounding him, assuming Cousins is back and healthy. So that was one uh, that I don't know that people are really talking about. You know, Madison is not much of a, a, a – you know, of anything there. So, and they don't have anybody uh, of significance behind him. I'm not even sure. Is Madison signed for this year? I'm not even sure about that. But uh, oh, yeah. even if he is, you can you bring in Barkley. Yeah. And uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. And that, you know, Barkley and, and Hawk and Jefferson and Addison, that would be crazy. Uh, so uh, I don't know if they have the cap room for that. I don't know if they want to spend on a running back. They but uh, it would be a lot of fun. If they want to. Yeah. But I now thought about that. I like that. I love yeah. that move. I love him to the Vikings. Uh, Barkley was the first guy that came to my mind. I hadn't thought about him on the Vikings, but I actually kind of like that move. Uh, I, I'm going just, I don't know if there's any way this would happen, but I'm just going ideal for me. Jim Harbaugh, Los Angeles Chargers, get Saquon Barkley there and pound the rock. Get on the ball. Oh, I mean, if he goes to the Chargers, his you value. Roman in who loves to run the ball. Oh, his his value would go through the roof. People are like, oh, my God, they're going to give him the ball 400 times. Now, maybe not, but that's what people <laughs> are going to think. I, I, I'm I trying to get some Barkley in a lot of places. I'm, I'm just anticipating. And just think if he actually they plays for a decent team that's like a winning team, how good he could really be where he's not like the only good player on his team. I mean, Barkley could be freaking great i, I want to see him end up somewhere solid somewhere with a good team obviously charges were terrible last year but that was my biggest disappointment of the year i thought with better coach i thought they should i thought they should have been in the mix in the afc but they were obviously horrible um i'd love to see him there i'm excited to see uh what ends up having with josh jacobs i i think He's not that old, and people feel like he. It just seems because he's been in the league since he's twenty, so everybody thinks he's been around, you know, a million years. But I actually think if he could end up uh, in the same situation as Barkley, if he can end up on a good team, now who is that? I don't know. 
anyone that ends up on the Ravens, I think people are going to like. If you take one of these huge guys and end up on the Ravens, I think people are going to lose their mind and the value is going to go way up. Uh, but I like Jacobs too. I, you know, I'm trying to think of another landing spot outside of the Chargers. Uh, that's why I like the Vikings one you said. I didn't even thought about that. Um, man, I. I hope none of them go to the Bengals. <laughs> I have to be honest. Because I, I want Chase Brown to get a shot. I want Chase Brown to get a shot so bad for the Bengals. Um, I, I, a landing spot I think could be good is the Eagles too, but I don't think they're going to spend on a running back. Uh, that's why I don't think – I think actually Swift probably won't even be back, and he's probably the cheapest of any of the guys we're talking about. Uh, so uh, I do think that could be a good landing spot for a running back, but I think it's probably going to be a lower-tier running back uh, – if anybody in free agency or, or maybe a rookie in the draft. I think you're right. It just feels like they don't want to spend there. No, they, they, because they got they him met, cheap. How he doesn't cheap. like to spend on running back. Yeah. The last significant right. running back they spent up on was I think DeMarco Murray. And that was when Chip Kelly was running things. So yeah, they, they don't really like to spend on running back. Uh, but Scott, any other uh, landing spots we haven't already said? Yeah, just um, Josh Jacobs just turned 26 like two weeks ago. So, I mean, he's got three good years if, you know, in the right situation for sure. Um, So with the new uh, updated cap space, um, I mean, virtually all but like five teams, six teams will have money. And that's even without making any cuts or anything at this point. Right. So um it's kind of wide open and it's the perfect storm because we don't have a it's kind of a weak running back draft class um and you know if my guess is what's going to happen is there's going to be uh it's gonna be a little murky right because some of these teams are going to sign these veteran guys that we know have produced and they're going to be signed over players that we like or that we were hoping get an opportunity um you know think of like tennessee uh, with Spears. Uh, but I think it would be great if they signed somebody, you know, like Barkley or Jacobs and, and Spears could be the the second guy there. Um, you know, Washington, Tennessee, Chicago, New England, uh, Houston, Arizona, Las Vegas. Those, those are all teams in the top 10 in cap space that could all add a running back that make a lot of sense. And then they'll probably draft the guy in the third or fourth or fifth round too. And it'll be real confusing, but I think it's going to be a perfect storm for these veterans to find roles. And uh, we might actually get some decent production uh, without spending a lot of, uh, you know, our, our dynasty assets to get them. So I'm kind of excited that it might be, even though I, I'm not, a, I'm not the running back guy for sure, but I think it might be our, the most interesting part of free agency. Um, as far as where these guys go and how it affects the other guys around them. One of the I got a quick question uh, for each of you guys. I'm just going to throw it out there real fast. What do you guys think? I know people were talking about making this move a couple of years ago and it didn't happen. What would you guys think about Saquon on the Bears? What if the Bears went and got him? They've got a lot of cap space. What do you guys think about, about that here. landed spot? Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. like it for fantasy purposes? <clears throat> I. I would. Shane Waldron is coming in. Um, I mean, did you like Kenneth Walker uh, the last couple of years in Seattle? Like, uh, yeah, if you have Barkley can do everything Walker can do and catch the ball. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a again, I guess it depends. I actually I tell you what, I like him better with Caleb Williams than with Justin Fields. So that's that could be interesting. 
Hey, here, here's a here's a crazy thing. What if Caleb Williams ends up going to Washington? They make a move, they get Caleb Williams, and then he they go after Barkley to pair with Caleb Williams at Washington. I kind of like that. That kind of seems like a decent little offensive move there. Could be interesting. Yeah. Kingsbury actually had some decent running back production in Arizona first, especially the first year when they couldn't pass. The one, yeah, the one other thing I was going to say about landing spots is just one that's kind of uh, maybe a little outside the box, but Tony Pollard is another one of these guys that hasn't been signed. And I could see uh, Jerry Jones making a dumb splash move of signing a Saquon Barkley or a Josh Jacobs. Uh, and then that's a pretty good offense with a pretty good line. So that, that would be interesting. Um, and it's not really a place that I think a lot of people are thinking about, but uh, let's move on to our last listener question from at DFF underscore S Jonathan O2, uh, who I believe is in TA one uh, any under the radar third year wide receivers uh, you're targeting for trade. And, I've never heard of this place, but he says, I don't, so I don't know if it's regional or what, but he says Chaps Pit Beef is my fav, favorite fast food place. Never that heard. definitely sounds like a place in the South. I've been all over. I've lived all over the country. I've literally never heard of that place. That, that's that's wild to me. Chaps Pit Beef. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> and that's not a, I mean, I, I think somebody would be like, ah, Whataburger, In and Out. Uh, you know, Jack in the yeah. Box. You know, I've one heard of those, of those like, even though I have none around me. But yeah, I've never heard of this yeah. place. Well, because those are regional ones. That's what I'm saying. There's uh, none of those around me either. Right. <laughs> they're, they're all Lions Den, like those kind of things. But like, there's like I, you know, I've never heard of that one. I'm gonna have to definitely Herm, look that. Herm's up in the chat says Chaps is a Maryland thing. It's tremendous. Ah, I oh, used to live in DC, okay. and I've literally <laughs> never seen that. That's crazy. I don't know how I missed out on that. Maybe I just probably wasn't moving outside the city too often back then. Uh, I so on this under the radar third gear wide receiver question, I I'm going to start with this one too, so I can name one before you guys potentially steal it from me, because uh, <laughs> it's the only guy I came up with. Because I was trying to think of someone not super obvious, and I was looking over the you know the receiver ADP. This guy is at wide receiver sixty one in DLS ADP. Khalil Shakir, uh, you know, not a highly touted prospect, but has shown little bits here and there. Diggs looks like he could be on the way out. Gabe Davis, I believe, is a free agent, uh, tied to a very good quarterback. I mean, do I think he's going to hop up and be a wide receiver? One, no. Uh, but uh, is someone under the radar that I think could be uh, significantly better than how we think of him uh, through his first two years? Uh, if he gets the opportunity there, I mean, they obviously could bring in another big name if Diggs goes or if Diggs, especially if Diggs and Davis go. Uh, but but he was a guy that I, I thought of when I saw this question, especially with having Josh Allen as his quarterback. Uh, but any other names that you guys can think of uh, that uh, are not super obvious? Justin, <laughs> you go first, because I'm going to go. I'm going to go deep like Mario <laughs> right. Lynch. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in just because I I trashed myself for trading for him earlier in the show. <laughs> um, but I think Alec Pierce has a shot to actually be a bounce back guy. I love them pre. I just think he's the guy with AR. I mean, I I went to every Colts game. He literally was just running wind sprints at Colts games this year. Minshew could not get him the ball 
at all. Every time he did get on the ball, it was like he was cutting back across the field, trying to make a jumping catch in traffic because he couldn't throw it deep enough. AR's got the arm, and if they get the running game going with AR and JT, the play-action game is going to look phenomenal for the Colts. And who's going to be that guy running deep down the sideline, wide open? It's going to be Alec Pierce. So Alec Pierce is the guy. Now, is he going to be in your starting lineup, your one, two, or three wide receiver? Probably not. But is he a guy that's going to be able to get you some points, especially some big play points? He's one of those guys I feel like he's never – he's not going to be – Deshaun Jackson production wise, but he could put up some of those stat lines where he gets you three for 101 and a touch, you know, four for 105 and two touches in certain games because he catches 40, 50 yard bombs. Uh, He's a guy right now that is darn near free. He's cheap. People are not even thinking about him. If you're in a startup, he's just free at the end of drafts. People aren't even thinking about him at all. I, I, He's a developmental guy. When the Colts took him, no one thought he was going to immediately burst on the scene coming out out of Cincinnati. To me, year three, AR play action is where he's going to just bread and butter for him. And AR's got the arm to just air it out to him. So Alec Pierce is the guy I'm buying as a biased Colts fan, as someone who's traded for him and has him on a ton of teams. (laughs) I'm hoping it's the bust out, but he's a guy – for the price I'm willing to invest in uh, thinking that he's got that high upside. If they, if the Colts can put the offense together, which I think they can change striking. I really loved what he did last year. Uh, I mean, that team had no business fighting for first in the division, winning the division. And they should have won it. Should have won it. They were a screw job in the Cleveland game away and, you know, a fourth down play against Texans at the end of the game for winning it. So, that I think that he he's a guy I'm buying. Um, I don't want to say anybody else because I don't want to steal anybody from Scott. Okay, AR to AP. Uh, but uh, absolutely, uh, Scott. You Scott looks frozen to me. You see you there, Scott? He yeah, does look like he's frozen for a second there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yep. he might have. Looks like he must have got kicked off. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess. We will have to move on to the trades then. Scott, <laughs> yep, let's, his, yeah, let's jump in deep, there. Uh, his deep wide receiver when he comes back, but we lost Scott. Uh, so let me just fix this real quick because this is annoying. Okay. Uh, so we'll get into the trades. And like I said, if Scott pops back up, he can uh, chime in. Uh, but reminder, uh, trade addicts leagues are 12 team PPR super flex 1.75 tight end premium with point. 05 for return yards um, in all leagues except TA1, and we have no, no TA1 trades, so uh, that does apply. So uh, in TA4, the pure uh, pick trade. This is a this is an interesting one to kind of talk about. Uh, 112 for a 25 first, and I can give a little context here. This 25 first was from a team that lost in the semis in 2023. Obviously, it's a bit of a fool's errand to determine where a 25 first is going to be at this point. But what do you, what are your thoughts on trading the 112 for a random first, Justin? If you took a look at the other guy's roster and you feel like he is maybe an injury or two away from falling apart next season, I can see making the move. If you're like, you know, you know, some people are risk averse. Some people are like, hey, I want to try it. And you say, hey, worst case scenario, I get the 110. 
one nine next year, but best case scenario, I'm a top four pick. I could see making that move, especially if you like your roster and you're like, Hey, whoever I get at one twelve is probably not going to play for me this year. I could see making that move. Um, I would definitely, if I'm going to make a trade like this, I would definitely, if I'm taking the 25 first, I want to think that the other team is, is, has a really good shot of falling apart. And I have a top five or six pick on my hands if they miss the playoffs. I probably don't make the move unless I think that's a has a good chance of happening. Yeah, I, I'm kind of fine with it either way. Like mm-hmm. chances are, it's almost definitely not going to be the 112. Uh, it's just, gonna be just higher You're right. in your favor that it's not gonna be the 112. And like you said, it's you know probably worst case you're talking nine or ten and. And maybe it's uh, significantly better. I, I don't mind pushing it out another year, especially if you're talking specifically the 112. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only issue is a lot of people are saying 25, and, and a lot of people that uh, are smarter than me when it comes to this, I have no idea. But the 25 is not going to be as good of a draft class as 24. Uh, uh, I'll jump in on that 25 class. I've, I've heard some stuff about that too. I think... I think I like some guys in 25. I just think it's it's still real question mark, but I also think we're going to get back to younger players. As you see all the COVID guys kind of move out with all these guys that have been in four or five, six years, I think you're going to see some young guys. If, I'm, if I've got some older RBs on my team this year that are kind of carrying me, and I'm thinking I need to replace a running back next year, I'd rather have a higher pick next year because I can get a Travion Henderson. I can get yeah, Nicholas Singleton. I, they're, heard, they're, yeah. if, I, if I'm looking at one of those guys, I want to replace running back. I definitely want to go into running back next year. I Here's the thing with next year's draft, and we'll have to look at it. It's always different depending on who comes out and who doesn't. I think the high-end guys are good. The quarterbacks are the question mark. I love the type in wide receivers and I like the high end RBs next year. So I think it's going to be a little bit different than this class in that right now, if you had, if, if I had to just go down my rankings with you, who I think is there, this is the question is I think a lot of people are up in the air on QB. I've got Shadur Sanders from Colorado at one one for me. I love Sanders, but he is a divisive prospect. Like people love him or they think he's, terrible and is only up there because his name is Shader Sanders. But I think he's the 101. I think Carson Beck is right there with him at the 102, whether you like Carson Beck from Georgia or not. And then the question is, do any of these other QBs kind of fall in that mix? Those are kind of the top two guys. Drew Alar is a guy I love his tools, but man, Penn State is a hard place to play quarterback and look good. So he's, he's a guy that I'm worried about. I love him as a prospect, but I think the tape is going to be a little ugly for a lot of people. But like I said, if I want running back, I think you're going to see a lot of Trayvon Henderson, Nicholas Singleton. I think you're going to see Quinson Jenkins, uh, Judkins possibly. I think you're going to see a really nice running back crew at the top of that draft. And then you can see behind me, I'm a Missouri guy. I went to Mizzou. Luther Luther Burden Burden. is the real deal. Luther Burden is an absolute freaking stud. I love Luther Burden. I love Evan uh, Stewart, who was at A&M, is going to be at Oregon, is going to have a chance to really blow up as well. And Ted McMillan from Arizona, beast. Guy's huge. He's just getting better and better and better. So I think that first round is going to be really talented. My worry is that draft is not going to be nearly as deep in the second or third rounds. I really like the second and third rounds of this draft. I'm not so sure we're going to get the end of the second round next year and be like, oh, who's there? 
where I like some guys big time right now in that area. That's my worry. I think QB is where I think people are crashing next year's draft because they just don't believe any of those QBs. But I think the wide receivers and running backs are going to be there. I really do. And Scott, we did want to, if you said, we said when you came back, if you still want to give your super deep wide receiver, cause we had to move on to the trades. Yeah. You, you yep, I'll go, there. I'll go fast. It was uh 76 degrees today in Chicago and the weather gods said, yeah, that is not supposed to happen. So we've been having these crazy hailstorms and stuff going through right now. And I'm, I'm, my connection's been going in and out. Frankly, I'm shocked I made it this long. Um, okay. Super deep receivers. I'll, I'll just skip the analysis, but I was going to say wide receiver 85, Jalen Tolbert. Buried on the Cowboys. Maybe he gets a shot after these old guys move on. Wide receiver 102, Kyle Phillips. He's a slot guy we liked. Uh, you know, shifty little guy. Now he'll be playing in the, uh, you know, essentially the Bengals offense in Tennessee. Maybe he can carve out a role. Uh, and these guys are free. So you can literally just pick them yeah. up. You don't have to trade for them. And a not even a top 122 on DLF is Eric Ezukanma. It's a big slot guy. He's on Miami. If he gets a shot, you never know. It's It's Miami, right? So... Um, those are those guys. And lastly, I want to mention fast food. Eh, I like real food, but if I had to eat fast food, it would be Portillo's baby. Let's Ooh, go. Portillo's is a good one. I like it. I love okay. Tolbert. I love the Tolbert pick. I went at the end of the season before everybody closed waivers. I picked up yes. Tolbert all over the place. I was literally grabbing a ton of Tolbert. I was like, oh, I'm going to stash this guy for sure. After I dropped all my shares and then I picked them all back up at the end. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. With the fast food, I I'm just uh, I I like all different kinds, but yeah, I I my favorite thing anywhere and I mentioned it earlier is the baconator at Wendy's. So I'll just go with that. I'll just say Wendy's because I can get me a baconator and I could I could live off of baconators, <laughs> bacon and hamburgers. I'm in heaven. Uh, just I love the, the 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 best deal in the world is the Wendy's where you go and you get the four for four. You can't beat uh, that. Yeah. Get a uh, junior bacon cheeseburger, nuggets, fries, and a drink. I used to go in and just order that when it was all in the 99 cent menu. And then yes. they came out with the four pick. I was like, someone's <laughs> been reading my orders. This is what I do all the time. I always get one of each to do it. I was like, that's a great idea. That is the deal. If you want to get good fat, like fast food, it's, yeah, it's fast food, it's fast food. But you want solid fast food for super cheap, that's my go-to. Get that four for four at Wendy's for sure. Nice. Okay. We'll move on to the next trade. We got a couple from TA6. Uh, all of these involving picks, which is not a surprise. 25 uh, first for me on the last one, by the way. Not even close. Okay. Uh, yeah, we. I think we all agreed on the, uh, the 25 first, most likely there. Uh, TA6. The 103 was traded for Devonta Smith and the 109. 103. Because it's a quarterback? Uh, or Marvin Harrison or Marvin um, or even I guess Malik neighbors if you wanted to um, I just think there's Smith is fine uh, he's just more of a name than a production like if you look up what he actually does like he's he's replaceable I mean he's fine uh, the 109 probably just gets you another Devonte Smith so I guess if you want two Devonte Smiths instead of one Malik neighbors I mean, it's fine. This is Trade Addicts League, so we know the context here. I mean, I, I know in a Trade Addicts League, I would probably even take Bowers over. I wouldn't take him at 103, but I'd still take him over um, Devontae Smith and whatever you're getting at 109. So um, still taking 103 regardless, just like the prospects want to be in the top six. That's where I'm at in this class. Yeah, for me, I mean, you're looking at 109. You're probably looking at Troy Franklin, Brian Thomas, Xavier Worthy, Keon Coleman. 
if you're yeah. in love with one of those guys, okay. You know, like if you love one of those guys, I can see doing it. But I'd rather have the 103 because I want to hope and pray I get Marvin Harrison Jr. That the two guys in front of me go QB and I get Marvin Harrison Jr. If not, with the 1.75 at tight end, I'd pull the trigger on Bowers. I really like Bowers, man. I've watched a ton of him. I, I way overdrafted him in C2C2 leagues the last two years because I was like, this guy's a stud, especially in college format where tight ends don't get anything. He was a game right. changer. And I just think in, in tight end premium maker. leagues, he is just going to be a difference maker on the right team. I'm praying the Colts get him at 15. I know because all these mocks are saying they're going to get him. There's no way, but it's like, I I could dream for like just a little while, you know, have these great dreams of watching Bowers run guys over and score. But I I want the one three there for me. I just think the upside. And again, since we are talking trade addicts, I think the one three is worth way more. So you could turn around, trade for that and then turn around and probably trade it for more if you needed to. Yeah, I'm I'm with both of you just because like yeah, it's either it's either Marvin Harrison or it's the QB two, whoever your QB two is. So uh I think in either case, like you said, I, I love Devontae Smith, especially as an Eagles fan. Uh but he yeah, he's he's kinda lives in that he's a he's a wide receiver two, a mid wide receiver two kind of guy. One oh nine, that's probably what you're getting at best too, if the guy even pans out and it's not a total bust. Uh, so yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the, the, the quarterback or the elite wide receiver prospect. So I'm with you guys. Uh, the next trade, the guy who got the one Oh nine, uh, then put it with Michael Pittman and sent it for Garrett Wilson in the three Oh one. So Justin, what do you think of that? This one, when I looked at this, I was like, man, this is so close. And I'm trying to like, you know, take off my Colts blinders and loving Michael Pittman and thinking what he could do with a good AR. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I'm I'm a little scared. He showed that even with bad QB play, he could be good this year. Uh, Is Aaron Rodgers going to come back? Is he going to be elite? That is a little worrisome for me. I like the upside with Pittman with a good offense, with a good offensive coordinator and the 109. I'm leaning Pittman 109 for me. I think Garrett's probably the highest value as a, as far as you just looking for. If you want, if you're going to value trade, I don't give a crap what any of these players do. I want value. I'd probably take Garrett. Depending on where my team falls, all that, I'm probably taking Pittman in the 109, but I think I'm probably taking a slight loss on the Pittman in the 109, honestly. I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather have Pittman in the 109. I think I agree. I agree. You know, Garrett Wilson's got a significant amount of value, but I'm not sure he's ever going to produce consistently the way we'd like him to. He's got maybe one year of Aaron Rodgers coming up, which maybe he takes off there. We'll see. We, I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen Aaron Rod. We haven't seen prime Aaron Rodgers in like three years. Um, we haven't even seen him on the field in two by the time he, he Garrett Wilson's playing with them. Uh, and and then after that, who knows who the hell his quarterback is? Is Aaron Rodgers going to play another year? Are they going to draft another horrible rookie? Uh, so um, Put Zach Wilson back in, baby. Get Garrett, him back in there. Garrett Wilson could end up being like like almost like 
DJ Moore to me, where we always thought he had so yeah. much talent, but they could he could never get the quarterback to bring it, you know, to bring the production out of him. And so Michael Pittman is probably never going to be an elite fantasy asset, but we kind of know what he is at this point, and it's good, if not great. And you can hope you get a, you know, a, 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 another good guy at 109. And I don't think you're necessarily taking a big production. Again, like you said, the value may be on the Gary Wilson side, but I don't think you're taking a big production hit from Pittman to Wilson necessarily like people might think you are. So um, I'll, I'll throw in just a little bit of Pittman just before Scott Jones. I'll throw a little Pittman news. You know, people are down on Pittman. They were way down on Pittman last year. He's been 80 and 90 catches the last couple of years between 900 and a thousand yards. The touchdowns have been low, but the receptions and the yardage have been there for him. And that's with very poor quarterback play the last couple of years. If AR can really actually put it together, and the Colts re-sign him, you could get a really good another three, four years out of AR and Pittman together. I, I just think that that's a high upside matchup, and I like the idea of that over what you said, Rocky. I like the idea of that over what am I getting after Aaron Rodgers with Garrett Wilson. To me, I think that that's what pushes it over the edge for me. And I got Pittman last year for, I think, uh, a late second and two late th- – a late second last year and two late thirds this year because someone was so down on him in a dynasty league. I was like, I'll, I was like, I'm making that trade all day long. And they're like, Oh, he's got nobody to throw to. He's going to be terrible. 90 catches a thousand yards this year. I, I I'll, I'll make that trade over again, a million times over a second and two thirds, all lates for Michael Pitt. And I do that any day of the week. And, and Scott, so you're making some kind of face I couldn't read when, when I was talking there. So what what are your thoughts on this one? Are are you sure this was the order of the trades? Like, couldn't the guy have just traded the 103 for Wilson plus? Like, and then you'd have Wilson and Pittman? Like, why why did you go down to the 109 and then give up a stud receiver and 109 and get a riskier wide receiver? If you wanted a young stud receiver, couldn't you just stay at 103 and then take... Harrison or neighbors. Like, I guess I'm just really confused if that's the order of operations here. Um, I, I am pretty sure that it's how in. Yes. Okay. Well, I could just say Michael Pittman, you know, was a uh, 16.1 uh, points per game last year in trade addict scoring and Wilson was 12.9. So, I mean, there's a pretty significant difference there. Um, you know, it's over three points a week and they're both going to get quarterback upgrades, hopefully um next year so i can't really argue that that's the main factor so uh yeah i mean if 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 wilson's your guy like i get it but for the wilson manager that was a great leverage trade because you know not only did you you didn't actually down you upgraded and you got the pick on top so as much as um I kind of, I made a similar trade uh yesterday i traded deontay johnson in the 112 for garrett wilson um, and a couple of late picks as well. And I, I mean, I was thrilled with that because Deontay Johnson doesn't score more. So I just felt like I'm going to take the, take the hammer, hopeful hammer with my stacked roster. But in this league, I mean, I think I'd go the other way and say, I'll take the leverage side with, with Pittman and the one Oh nine. Um, and if I had the one Oh three before, and now I've got Devonte and Wilson instead of Pittman and the one Oh three, uh, I guess I, I don't, I don't think I'm understanding that because I'll take the 103 and Wilson, like, you know, or the 103 and Pittman all day. So, weird. And yes, I did double check. Yes. This, the Devontae and 109 trade happened on 
Thursday, and the other one happened this morning. But yes, he done trade. Okay. Well, hey, moving and shaking. You know, we like that. Maybe just wanted to make trades. Give me some content for the show. Yeah, well, we, and we appreciate <laughs> it. Sir. You are doing the Lord's work. Well, and like you said on the on the payment, I, I just looked up his stats for the last three years as his rookie year: eighty eight for one thousand eighty two, six touchdowns; ninety nine for nine twenty five, four touchdowns; hundred nine, eleven fifty two, and four touchdowns. With very very average QB play all three of those years, so I he's about two and a half years older than Garrett Wilson, but Garrett Wilson's going on twenty four. I think Pittman will probably I think he's twenty seven during the season. So I mean a lot of good years there left. I mean Pittman can get into his early thirties with AR. I like I just if people are not into Pittman, I'm buying the I'm buying the dip on Pittman if people aren't in on him. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see if I can sell any Garrett Wilson shares for Pittman in 109. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, we'll get into our last trade here. Uh, TA9, this was actually made a few hours for the show. Uh, Evan Ingram for Parker Washington and the 203. So not the biggest of trades. Uh, but what are your thoughts, Scott? I saw you shaking why, your why do people hate Evan Ingram? Why? Why? I don't know. And this is actually, if you're if you're in a TA league, you know this is actually the two of four, really, because we have one thirteens right. in every right uh, every league. So yeah, I that's wild. I'll I'll take Ingram all day. I don't care what my tight end room looks like. I'll just on a value purely value basis. I mean, do I think he's going to have the year he did last year? No, probably not. Um, you know, it was uh, again a perfect storm, as they say. But still, he was what a tight end four, barely behind Laporta. He had and a million cars. He catches so, the targets, right? I mean, I a mean, million. But still, I mean, he's he's a he's a top twelve guy, top eight guy, most likely. Um, I'll I'll still roll I'll still roll with him in that offense, uh, tied to a great quarterback, Evan Ingram for me all day. For me, the the if I'm trying to look at the guy that took Parker Washington at two hundred three, I'm trying to think why would they make this trade. For me, if I love J- Javante uh, Sanders from Texas, if, if like, I love it, it, that's the question. No way. 204 in a 175, I don't think he gets there. I no think he way. maybe gets there in like maybe a 125 or a 15 league, possibly. But in a 175, I have a hard time thinking he gets all the way to the mid second. He's a that was my original thought was like, Hey, if you think you're getting Sanders for Ingram, I make the trade, but that's a really right. questionable whether he gets there. I mean, that's a, and then from there, I mean, it's a huge drop off on tight end. I mean, monstrous. Yeah. You're not taking a tight end probably the end of the third or the fourth round at that point. So at two Oh three, the only reason I can think at two Oh three is like, you think there's a running back that's going to be there that you like. Uh, there's a huge mix of, of wide receivers. Yeah. I think running back and possibly QB, if Phoenix or Knicks, something happens with them and they go sure. like late second, early third, and you kind of like that, I think you could see them in that draft range if you think that's who you're shooting for. If I could think I could get Sanders, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm making that trade. But that's a real if right there. I'm, I'm with two, you there. Three. Yeah. Yeah, that to me at two three, unless I'm thinking, hey, running backs people are down on. I love Braylon Allen, I love Jonathan Brooks, and I think that one of those top two or three guys is going to be there for me. Then maybe I make Ingram trade. I that that's 
I'm just trying to justify in my head why they would think right. that was the the move. I think Ingram's the I think Ingram's the right call. I think you're right. Um, but I'm trying to justify if I look at the two three why I want I and I love the two three. Don't get me wrong. I want a lot of early seconds this year. I'm yeah, trying to get as many you. early seconds as I can. Um, is Ingram worth giving up for that? That's the question. Giving up a top player for that? I just. Uh, I traded Ingram I'm, last year in a best ball, and I totally kicked myself after I did it. I think I got like two exactly. draft picks. For, I think I, I think I traded something similar to this. I think I got like an early second and maybe like an early third. And I was like, oh, I like it, I like it, and then I kicked myself later. I'm like, why did I make that trade? He was thirty eighth. Like, he was thirty eighth in points per week last year. All positions, the All whole positions, offense. Yeah. 38. I ended up winning that league, which I'm glad I won that league, but I was kicking myself after I made the trade. And I, I got I got excited. The draft was going. I That's, wanted yeah, I wanted theory. these picks in the rookie, rookie draft. I was like, ah, I want those guys. And and I made the trade that I I, I think Ingram, I think you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Scott. To me, that's a pretty much a, a no-brainer uh, to give up the. Uh, but people hate Ingram, man. I see trades like this all the time. By the way, 2022 tight end seven in points per game, even if he falls off a little bit. Right. 2022 was a little less. Yeah. So I, I think he's. Yeah. I don't think you have to. He's a guy you can plug in your lineup every week and, and not really worry too. What much the listeners it. need to do is make offers for Evan Ingram because that's these trades get done. I and I, I'm not even saying this is weird or crazy. Like I see trades like this a lot for Evan Ingram. Go buy him. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but as Russ would say, that is the end of our show sheet. So that is the end of our show. I want to thank Scott. Uh, for filling in yet again uh, for Russ. May- maybe back next week. We'll see. I'll have to talk to Russ. Um, but uh, I appreciate you, Scott. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, not hopefully, because I don't want Russ not to show up, but I- I'm looking forward to doing <laughs> some more shows with you. Uh, I will but, see you uh, Thursday. This is true. Yeah, so Junkies. Right. Yeah, definitely check out our other podcast, obviously Junkies. But I also want to thank Justin for coming on tonight. I thought this might actually be a shorter show because earlier in the day we only had like three trades and a couple questions, but of course we're over ninety minutes once it. again. Uh, John McGlynn should have warned you. He should have. Yeah. He, he should have told Scott. You know, JT's going to talk. Oh, that's and talk that's part for the course for Trey Addicts and <laughs> Junkies. So we, we don't do ninety minutes. Something's wrong. No, uh, but Justin, since it's been so long since we started, remind everybody again um, who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do. Uh, yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at JT Orange. Uh, <laughs> I do a little bit of everything on there, sports gambling, uh, trades, everything. So check out that DLF. I write articles for them, Dynasty-related IDP rankings. I've got my show, The Stew with JT Brew, is my podcast. Go ahead and check that out and look that up. And then I do all kinds of stuff with John McGlynn. My guy, Scott, knows him. In home leagues with him. We do the commissioner evaluation podcast on fan tracks. And then we also do uh dynasty evaluation on fancy and frames. So I'm in a lot of other podcasts that aren't necessarily my podcast, but I like to jump on and uh, help out. So. Okay. And just to finish it up with some of our stuff here, you can follow me at dynasty FF addict. Scott's at Scott underscore Sidlow. Russ is of course at dynasty at house. Make sure you're following the DAP network on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, give us a rate and review, subscribe, all that good stuff. As I mentioned earlier, uh, if you want to see our lovely faces while we're recording or be in, or get in the Discord chat where you can give some of your questions and get them on the show there, as well as on our, our tweet uh, 
every week. And uh, you can just go to patreon.com slash pod, sign up, uh, support Fantasy Cares. I think Thank you for listening night, to the Trade Addict Podcast, a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> Yeah.